on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This this is Newstalk. So for the second day in a row, Molly and Tom Martins are back on the front pages of some of the tabloids. um, And it's all about this blunder and misunderstanding and mistake that seems to have happened. So yesterday, the newspapers were telling us that Molly and Tom Martins were due actually to get out of prison This week, I think Tom was supposed to be today and Molly tomorrow. Anyway, there's been a reversal, quite a stunning reversal from the authorities in North Carolina. It's covered on some of the papers. The Irish Daily Mirror, Molly jail release date blunder is how they describe it. The Irish Sun, killer Molly to stay in prison. Killers Molly and Tom Martins won't be freed this week after confusion in the US over their release dates. It was thought that the dad and daughter may be freed from jail today, uh, much to the dismay of the corporate family, we should say. However, North Carolina Department of Adult Correction has admitted last night a mistake had been made in calculating the release, release dates. The Irish Sun says they will now be in summer 2024. A spokesperson told the Sun, we're determining this as we speak. Not the best way to handle all these media queries. Quite a messy situation. But anyway, they won't be released from prison until June 27, 2024 and not this week. Uh, the Irish Daily Star stabbed suspect out of coma. Gardaí are set to quiz the chief suspect for the Dublin crash knife attack after he awoke from a coma. It has emerged. It comes as a Garda who was injured in the riots that followed the stabbing had to have a toe amputated because of uh, the incidents that happened uh, on the streets of Dublin. Those riots after that stabbing, a Garda needed to have a toe amputated there and the stab suspect could be quizzed as early as this week. The Irish Daily Mail first step in bringing Kinnahan's to justice. So obviously the Justice Minister Helen McEntee is the subject of a vote of confidence this evening in the Dáil and um, whether it's coincidence or not she's also going to seek Cabinet approval today to open negotiations for an extradition treaty with the UAE. An agreement would pave the way for members of the Kinahan cartel to be brought back here to face trial and the mail makes that link between this going before cabinet today and also saying it comes as Minister McEntee faces a motion of confidence in the Dáil today. One cabinet source described the move as an effective smokescreen after almost two weeks of public and political criticism of Minister McEntee's performance. So uh, obviously either way an extradition deal is important so that the criminals can be brought home if they have a question to answer and uh, obviously that there's no hiding place around the world for criminals. The Irish Independent nurses are looking for two extra days of holidays so there's a row over pay hikes at the moment and the Indo says that the Health Minister Stephen Donnelly is facing demand for two extra days of holidays for more than 40,000 nurses uh, and this would be compensation for delays in issuing wage hikes under the current public sector pay deal. The INMO has lodged the claim which could cost around 42 million euro um, and pay rises due to nurses and midwives have been delayed on two occasions in the past year. So in the meantime, nurses say, give us two extra days of annual leave. The Irish Times has housing news, which is that the coalition is close to a deal to provide €3 billion Euro in new funding for the Land Development Agency. And that's important because that agency could have the power then to build 6,000 homes over the next three years. 
So the Land Development Agency was set up as a state body to build so-called affordable housing on public land. It has been criticised for the slow delivery of homes, according to the Irish Times. And the new money is about half of the €6 billion mooted when Housing Minister Dara O'Brien pushed to deploy a major portion of the state's corporate tax windfall for social and affordable housing. So it looks like the Land Development Agency would have a fair few quid, €3 billion, to build 6,000 new homes badly needed around the country as well. The Irish Examiner, uh, obviously conscious of the huge Cork readership, uh, is leading on the front page with the photograph and the story of the Cork hurlers here. And uh, the news is that Cork fans will have to pay to see all but one of their team's Munster Senior Hurling Championship matches. So we're back to the debate over GAA Go again. So from next season... Cork fans will be flat out paying to watch all of the matches bar one uh, on GAA Go. It was confirmed yesterday that the county's first three fixtures in April and May will not be televised free to air. So fans will have to pay on the subscription platform, which is jointly owned by the GAA and RTE. I know Michal Martin uh, isn't happy with this. He said that the Cork games being behind a paywall is shocking. uh, And he said that he has made the point that hurling games should be seen by more people as well. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. It's still early days. Uh, We're now talking from now till April. I'm sure we're not going to have a debate for the next four or five months all about GAA Go. So we'll see what happens with it. Inside the papers then, the Irish Times, just back, I suppose, to the riots and some of the talk about far right in Ireland. The Irish Times tells us that the majority of online posts which are stoking up anti-immigrant and far-right sentiment in Ireland, don't come from Ireland. The posts come from the US and the UK rather than Irish users. This is according to new research of social media traffic, which shows the role of international figures on the international far-right, including high-profile political commentators in the US in amplifying Irish anti-immigration views, particularly since the riots on November 23rd. And this is according to a disinformation research organisation called Logically Facts, which examined hashtags used in the last month linked with things like Ireland is full, Ireland belongs to the Irish and Irish lives matter. They aren't coming from people in Ireland, they're coming from people abroad. I'd have to say some of the tweets I was sending out uh, after the riots and some of the news stories I was sharing, the replies I was getting, kind of, which would be sympathetic to the far right, certainly weren't people who had face pictures. Uh, They didn't have Irish names, they didn't have names at all, and they didn't follow anyone in Ireland. So they were obviously from abroad searching for hashtags and searching for posts about Ireland. So there's a lot more interest in Ireland from the far right abroad than there maybe is in this country. But there's a big report there in the Irish Times on that. A couple of other stories. Conor McGregor wants to be president. This is in The Sun. Conor McGregor has suggested he might throw his hat into the ring to become the next president of Ireland. Now, good luck to him because it's very difficult to get a nomination to run for president. So unless he's going to start driving around the country, visiting all the county councils to try and get support. But anyway, he's on social media uh, calling out uh, Gerry Adams uh, for an election scrap, believing they could be his competition. Also, he thinks Bertie Ahern could be his competition and Enda Kenny and Conor McGregor saying that he's younger fitter and more ready to be president, essentially there. Um, On to lighter news. We have 
the latest contestant for Dancing with the Stars. Um, I don't know if you're following all of these announcements, which are about, I think it's in January, Dancing with the Stars begins again. Davy Russell is going to swap the saddle for sequins. He's set to take part in Dancing with the Stars, according to The Mirror. He's the eighth celebrity to sign up for the RTE show. We also have Rosanna Davison as well, who has been announced for it. So you can read more about that in The Mirror. And finally, in the Times of London, shrinkflation, not just for other times of the year. It's even more of an issue at Christmas, it would seem, because some 60% of shoppers are noticing shrinkflation on festive goods. This is according to a report by Barclays, and I'm sure you've been out and about in the shops. I'm wondering who the 40% are who haven't noticed shrinkflation, because only 60% have. Surely everyone has seen that everything is getting smaller in the shops, and particularly with all the Christmas food. So 36% of people say they've noticed shrinkflation happening with boxes of chocolates. Uh, 28% have noticed it on tins of biscuits, 15% on cheese, 14% on mince pies, and 13% had seen it on Christmas cake. So shrinkflation, obviously, where you try and keep your profit margins rather than increasing the price, you make the product smaller. Have a look for it when you're doing your Christmas shopping. Now, those are the stories in the papers. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.